I'm Lena Taylor. Welcome to Next Level Tips. I believe that one of the most valuable skills is the ability to transform obstacles into opportunities. All of us face challenges and setbacks, but how we show up for ourselves in those defining moments is what we talk about in this podcast. Get inspired with these stories and create the opportunities you've always wanted. My guest today is Morgan Brown. He is the Vice President of Growth for Shopify and the author of Hacking Growth. Morgan has spent his career helping companies of all sizes grow at the intersection of digital marketing and product development. He now lives in Laguna Beach with his wife, Erica, their three children, and two small dogs, very loud dogs, which you will hear in the background. But what you will also hear are the invaluable tips that Morgan gives us on how to take your career to the next level and the skills that you need to be in the driver's seat. From marine biology to odd jobs in tech to now driving growth for world giants like Shopify and Facebook, Morgan takes us on a fascinating journey to finding your true north and what it takes to succeed in the fast-moving world of tech. I hope you enjoy the interview. Can you take me through your story? What is your story? How did you get to be the VP of growth in Shopify? I, I say I went to the school of hard knocks um, in terms of how I got to where I am. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way and, and learned a bunch of things. Uh, so I started out, I went to university at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and I went there to study marine biology. Uh, so which is a far ways away from uh, the tech world. But it was because I was really um, as a kid, was really um, intrigued by marine mammals, so killer whales and dolphins and all that type of thing. And so I wanted to go to a school where I could learn how to do that as a professional career. And uh, Santa Barbara is one of the best marine biology programs in the country. I was also warm and on the beach and uh, <laughs> made a lot of sense. I grew up in Connecticut where it was cold and rainy and a short summer. And so I went to UCSB, all excited to learn about whales and dolphins and sharks. And in your first marine biology course, the professor says, okay, I know a lot of you are here to learn about whales and dolphins and sharks, but they make up less than 1% of the biomass of the ocean. And so you will spend less than 1% of your time during your next four years studying those animals. And instead, about 99% of the biomass in the ocean is made up of uh, microscopic plankton. Um, and so we will spend about that much time studying plankton over the next four years. And that was a very rude awakening for me and kind of a, uh, a cold, uh, cold bucket of water thrown over my head. Uh, but at the same time, as a kid, I had also been really into computers um, and really understanding electronics and had my first computer when I was eight years old and used to write programs on it, um, plug into an old TV. And so right about this time when I was in college is also when I first saw the World Wide Web. I saw the first like Netscape browser, ESPN.com, the first Amazon.com. These are all very basic, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is the thing I have to go do. And so, um, you know, I had become kind of disenchanted with the biology path. I had rekindled kind of my interest in computers. And uh, so that's kind of what set me off on this journey. Um, so I kind of 
made a hard pivot away from marine biology and said, you know, I'm going to go try to like work at a, a startup, a, a web-based.com startup. And that's kind of the, the first shift that kind of got me down that path. Now, the hard part is, is that I was a biology major. Um, I had no marketing training, no, uh, you know, I didn't have a computer science degree. And so I basically had to take any job that I would be given at a startup. So I started in operations, uh, basically managing, you know, kind of the back office of a, of a startup very early on. Um, and uh, really, you know, uh, that whole transition from marine biology there, like I, you know, I didn't finish my degree in college. I ran out of money and ran out of my parents' patience. And so it kind of put a big chip on my shoulder that I knew I was playing from behind. Like I mm -hmm. didn't have a degree. I didn't have a degree in marketing. Um, but all I knew that I could do was basically outwork anyone. I just kind of, you know, I was afraid. Um, and I knew I, I just had me to kind of, uh, make it happen. And so that was kind of the starting point. And so I just decided right then and there that my value proposition would be just a work ethic, kind of like no other really. So that was kind of the starting point. And then from there, I went through, a you know, the, the startup that I started at went through um, kind of the dot-com uh, rise and then the bust. Um, I was, they had sent me over to Germany to launch the German version of the product, um, managing an office in Germany and London. Uh, they called me one day and said, hey, Morgan, we're out of money. We're shutting the company down, sell everything in the office and use it to buy your plane ticket home. Uh, so I uh, did that, sold everything in the office, flew home uh, with no job. And then from there ended up at a digital marketing agency where I learned a lot of things like search engine optimization, email marketing, online advertising, building websites, those types of things. And then went from there into really deep performance marketing and then more into kind of product led growth, um, which is kind of uh, where I'm at now and had done that basically for the last uh, 15 years at this point. I see a lot of similarities in our path. I was a biology major too. Oh, amazing, um, nice. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when they call it the science of life, right? You can take it in any direction from there, I guess. Yeah, very true. Um, given you that kind of analytical thinking, I see, you know, what I hear in your story so far, I don't know everything, but what I hear in it is just this inquisitive mind that keeps looking for answers and then backed up with that dedication, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, and I really like how you defined in your book that uh, true north, you know, for products too. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm also hearing is that through those years of trying to figure out yourself, trying to figure out what your skills are, what your passions are, what you're really good at, you know, it's like you're looking all along for that true north. So do you remember the moment maybe when you saw like, okay, this is my true north. This is where I go. Yeah, that's a really good, really good point. Um, I think one of the aha moments for me was uh, in college, um, I was like, uh, I was in a fraternity um, and I was kind of made responsible to launch a big charity uh, event, big fundraiser, big softball tournament um, at, the, at the campus. And um, I really loved it and actually found out that I was quite good at it. I was able to attract teams and colleges from all over the West Coast 
um, get a lot of sponsorship dollars, get a lot of promotion for, for the event, and really learned a lot about just like how to um, market an event, get people excited about something, get people involved, um, learn how to get uh, people to attend and, you know, all of those things. And so that was kind of my introduction to marketing in a way. And I was like, oh, what, what is this called? And people are like, well, that's marketing, you know, because I was a science major. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so I had, I had that kind of aha moment. And then when I saw the, the web, I was like, oh, you know, these two things go together. Like if you have a new website, you need people to visit it. Um, how do people visit it? How do they discover it? Um, and, and all of those things. And so it was kind of those two moments put together where I was like, oh, this is something that I'm, I'm reasonably good at, I think. Um, I enjoy it. And then to your point, um, one of the things I love about the web and digital products is that you can actually bring that scientific mind to it. So the things I had learned about feedback loops and ecosystems and systems thinking that are you're taught in biology all made a lot of sense in terms of the ecosystem of the web. And um, so I, even though I didn't have a marketing background, I could still use that systems thinking approach and uh, some of that scientific method to really learn my way there as, as fast as possible. Absolutely. I, as I was going through your book, I thought, oh, you guys are speaking my language. You know, you're talking about experiments, you're talking about, you know, figuring out what is the, the variable that really drives the growth. And, um, and so I thought there's a lot of science in what you're doing, you know, the AB, just all, all the different experimentation, that's how you do it. Yeah, so, it's very scientific driven. It's very numbers driven. It's, it's quite different than brand marketing or product marketing. It's a very unique kind of uh, part of go-to-market and, and growth for a company. Right. And is that kind of where you are now at Shopify, looking at how to grow the product? What are some of the goals that you guys have set on your team? Yeah, definitely. So the growth team at Shopify's mission is to bring Shopify to the world. Um, Shopify's mission is to make commerce better for everyone. It's to bring economic uh, independence to anyone who seeks it. And it's designed to make entrepreneurship uh, as easy as possible. So if someone wants to be an entrepreneur anywhere in the world, it's our job to make it as easy as possible for them to try that out um, and have success however they kind of define it. So my team's goal really is uh, focused on how many entrepreneurs are we serving around the world? How many of them are successful on Shopify at any given time? And so we really think about what are all the ways that uh, entrepreneurs find Shopify, learn about Shopify, and then choose to try it out? And then if they're, and then how are, how do we make them successful? So things like all of our paid advertising, you know, Google AdWords and Facebook, that's my responsibility. Um, all of our content marketing, like our blogs, podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, all of that is uh, my responsibility. And so, yeah, we really think about how do we, we know there's lots of entrepreneurs out there making the decision to, you know, uh, bet on themselves, um, start a business or, you know, uh, try it out. And it's our job to reach them where they are in that journey and then make it as easy um, as possible to try and be successful with Shopify. So that's what I'm responsible for. Yeah, it's really inspiring. You know, I think um, when, when you look at the big picture, you are successful 
when you've made other people successful. And, and that is a good proposition yeah. to go to yeah. work with, to have as a mission every day is when I'm successful, I'm making everybody else around me successful. And this is how I measure success. So yeah, absolutely. Um, That's the best part about the Shopify business model, right? Is that um, when we make entrepreneurs successful, we're successful. Uh, we're not successful at the expense of entrepreneurs. We're on the same side of the table. Um, and that's what's so exciting is if we can figure out more ways to make them more successful, our business will, will do better as well. Right. It's that win-win proposition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's just really, that is kind of the new way of doing business. I think gone are the days where you could just, you know, be successful on the back of millions of people and they're not. It's just a different world that we live in. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the company too. Um, me as an entrepreneur, I am excited about trying it out and just seeing how to find my way in it. And um, yeah, absolutely, we're here. Like we're we our slogan is you know we arm the rebels, we arm the the independents, you know, folks like yourself who who bet on themselves. Like that's that's exactly who we want to help. So yeah, that's great. So what are some of the skills that you've seen pay off for you in in your career in your career path? What are some of the things that you say, you know, this is really what helps me every day. So there's some like technical skills, which I think are those that you can learn. And then there's, you know, there's kind of more um, harder to define traits or, or things that um, apply generally, but I think have been really helpful to me. So the, the first thing I think for myself is what gets me out of bed in the morning is like the opportunity to learn. So I'm always kind of calibrating around what's my rate of learning in a given role? Like, am I, am I learning a lot? Sorry, my dog barked. Uh, I'm learning a lot. Um, then I'm really satisfied. If I'm not learning a lot, then I feel kind of stagnant. So I'm always looking, trying to have that learner's mindset, that growth mindset. Um, I also have this very scientific background where I have this test and learn mentality. So I really kind of come at it from a hypothesis driven approach of, you know, I don't really know what's going to work. Right. Um, you know, I don't have a fixed uh, kind of belief about this will be better than this. And so kind of that, that um, desire to test, learn, read the data, and then kind of try again um, uh, is kind of a big part of it. I also think kind of just grit and determination. Um, you know, I played sports as a kid. I was never the, the strongest or the best, uh, but... I realized I could compensate for some of that just with effort. And so I bring that to uh, my job as well. I kind of play with a chip on my shoulder. Even today, I want to prove uh, people wrong. Um, and so that's a really kind of intrinsic motivator for me. In terms of some of like the technical skills, I really just kind of um, realizing that on the web and with digital products, you can get really down. You can think about all the numbers and all the performance of your marketing and how people use your product, almost like an accountant would think about, uh, you know, our taxes or finance. Um, you know, uh, an accountant would never lose track of a penny or a dollar. And, uh, you know, someone in my role, we think very much about the metrics of the business in a similar fashion where we're pay a lot of attention to the, to the numbers. So again, that kind of technical math science background is really helpful uh, for me there, but I think it's more of the kind of the harder to quantify mindset skills that have been, 
the most valuable uh, to me. So the other stuff you can learn, you know. Yes, there's a lot of things you can learn. Um, I always, you know, go back to people skills, communication skills, being able to, especially when you get into the leadership role. So maybe that's mm -hmm. um, kind of a segue to talk about that going up the corporate ladder, taking on more responsibility. Let's say I am a young person just out of college or, you know, have worked my way through like say mid-management. So what is something that can help set me apart for that next level to go to the next level? Yeah, I think you hit on a great theme, which is communication. And, you know, when, when you're in the, my position, like communication is the job. Right. I'm just one person. I am responsible for hundreds of people. So how do I communicate at scale and make sure that all of the people on my team like know what the goal is, know what our objectives are, and they so there's enough alignment so that we're headed in the right direction. But obviously, I can't and wouldn't ever want to tell every single person what, what to do. Right? You want to create empowered and autonomous teams that know where they're headed but have the ability to um, get there however they best see fit. Um, in terms of kind of like going up the ranks, I think the big things that stand out for me are one, like people who are, who can clearly communicate kind of the, the logic and the reasoning behind the decisions that they're making is kind of a superpower um, mm -hmm. because that kind of structured thinking really gives leaders confidence that that person has kind of like considered all of the, the whole space and has made a very uh, uh, informed decision about what they're choosing to work on and what they're choosing not to. So, um, you know, one of the best things I think that anyone in business can learn is kind of really clear communication. There's a, there's a great book, um, one of my favorites called The Pyramid Principle by Barbara Minto. And she really talks about this structured approach to written communication, which can also be used in, in any communication forum. But it's really about this like structured logical sequencing to how you frame an idea, an opportunity, or kind of um, a set of initiatives. And so structured thinking is really critical. The ability to frame a problem really well, so or an opportunity really well, so uh, is also another big piece of it. Um, and then to try to be proactive, I think the best people are proactive and take initiative as opposed to being reactive. So for me, I always try to think of what is, what is my boss thinking about, mm. right? And then how do I get ahead of that thinking wherever her head is at or wherever his head is at? How do I kind of like be proactive and kind of like know where the ball is going Mm -hmm. ahead of time by just kind of like taking a moment to think forward a bit. And so that was always a really good skill because you can bring ideas and um, opportunities to them uh, that answer some of these questions before they even ask them. And so uh, most people spend a lot of their work time in a reactive state, like your boss emails you something and you go, oh, I need to go figure that out. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always wanted me and myself and my team to be proactive, like on the front foot, we want to be the ones kind of driving the, the agenda. So those are a few, um, few tips anyway. Yeah. Thinking about how to increase the value 
that you mm -hmm. provide, right? How, yeah. how, how do you become more valuable? How do you contribute to, to the company? That's really great. So I can already kind of see the profile of the person. My next question was about, you know, what are the things that you look for in candidates to hire, for example, on your team? So any, I, you know, some of the things that I heard you say was being proactive, com good communication, thinking, being a global thinker, being able to explain in a logical way what led you from this decision to the next, to the next. But what are some of the other things that you may be looking for, like, let's say, uh, when you're building your team? Yeah, so um, definitely want people who have a lot of, like, um, grit and determination and resilience. Um, and in growth, you know, most things don't work. Um, you know, it's kind of like baseball where in baseball, if you get a hit three out of 10 times, you will go to the hall of fame. Uh, but that means that you've failed 70% of your trips to the plate and you have to like, similarly in growth, like most of the stuff we try ultimately doesn't work, but we have to have enough kind of, uh, resilience to, um, continue to test and learn and, and keep moving. So I think like resilience and grit are really important. Um, I think, uh, kind of that growth mindset, the desire to learn, um, and the desire to like continue to continuously, um, improve oneself. Those are really important. Um, I also really look for people who don't shy away from hard problems, hmm. right? Like I want to hear, and I want to meet people who are like, this was a really hard problem at our company. And I volunteered to try to go solve it. And whether they were successful at it or not, just the unflinching kind of desire to see a hard problem and not run away from it, but to actually go at it and see if it can be solved. Even if they weren't ultimately successful, that type of mentality are the, the, uh, the types of people that I want to work with. Because we, when you're next to them, kind of in the trenches all day, you want people who um, you know, are very honest about reality and, and what we're seeing um, and then willing to do, you know, hard things because that is ultimately, you know, there's a the great saying, the obstacle is the way. And it's, you know, it's like that in growth. And so I want people who see the obstacle and don't run from it, but run towards it. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it's like when I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm hearing you describe an athlete, right? That's what you learn being in sports. You were an athlete. And some of that resilience, you know, that practicing, it's a part of the way it's, yep. it's how you do things. It's you're not going to get it the first time you try something. Yep. And then also being coachable, being able to take direction, but at the same time, having that initiative. So uh, some of the work that I do is with athletes transitioning from elite sports into the business world. And a lot of the times the stumbling block there. Uh, or the barrier to entry is the fact that you have a really highly functioning individual that doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the business world. So putting them in a position where they're working in the mailroom and starting to work their way up is just not working. And that's where a lot of people drop off because they don't have that mentality. They have the mentality of already being at a high level uh, self-motivated, but of course they don't have the skills to be there. So how do you best in, in, in a quick way, really go through the program where you acquire the business skills, where you can be in the situation with it supports your growth. Do you have any insight yeah. on that? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the great things about 
at least growth. And like, if you're interested in like technology and like companies like Shopify or Facebook or Instagram, is that a lot of the things that I learned, like I didn't learn in a textbook. I learned through practice. Like you said, like growth is a practice. It's like athletics or law or medicine. We're constantly learning in, in what we do. And so that means that there are a lot of opportunities outside of school to kind of get that practice if you kind of look around and do it. So there's a couple of ways to do this. One is to start your own thing, start a Shopify store, start a podcast, start a blog and figure out how to grow that, right? Like you can learn about what it means to like build a social media audience or rank a blog in, in Google through search and that type of thing. And you can actually demonstrate a lot of the skills at a, at a smaller scale, but that kind of systems thinking that, that kind of scrappiness, that, um, that learner's mindset, you can really demonstrate that with one of these kind of side projects. So that's always a great way. There's a lot of great online resources that are really respected, particularly in the growth industry. So there's sites like reforge.com, which is an online school for growth professionals. There's a Conversion Excel, which is an online school for um, conversion rate optimization, digital marketers. And so there are some sources like that where you can, if, if you come in with the right mindset and you have some of this foundational education, people will take bets on you in the kind of organizations that I run um, and, and kind of growth organizations as well. Um, I think the other thing that you can look for is technology companies have now realized the benefit of getting non-traditional background folks into some of these roles uh, where they can bring some of their, some of these skills that, you know, you don't learn from a textbook, but are really highly valuable to the company. And so, for example, Facebook has a program called the Rotational Product Manager Program or RPM. And what the RPM program does is it takes people from non-traditional backgrounds and gives them a chance in the product management role where for a year and a half, they rotate through three different teams. They learn what it means to be a product manager. They work on Facebook products, um, but the backgrounds are very diverse. You know, you have uh, former teachers, you have former people from academia in there, um, doctors and uh, lawyers and so on who have wanted to make the shift to technology. So companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, the big tech companies all have these types of programs. So yeah, there's a bunch of different ways that folks that have a non-traditional background can get into these opportunities. It just takes um, a bit more poking around. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those resources. I'll take the links and then put them in the notes so that everyone can hear it. And one last question uh, for you. When we had the meeting with your team, when I was leading the session, we talked about a little bit about dreaming into the future. So what are some of the things that are motivating you, that are getting you out of bed and wanting to do big things? And where, where do you see yourself? It was a really, it's a really interesting question because I think um, one of my long, I had two big goals, one of which was to write a book and one was to work at a company like Facebook. And I had kind of, I hit those goals and I was kind of amazed I, you know, that those were big audacious goals for me way back when I was like a struggling, uh, you know, non-degreed um, operations person. And now, and, and so really over the last year, I've had to do a reset on all my goals and really look deep into like, okay, you did these two things. 
what what do you want to do next? And so it's been a really interesting exploration for me personally. But I think what gets me out of bed, um, so I have three kids. Two of them are teenagers. I only have a few years left before they go to college. Uh, that's become very real to me. And so how do I make the most of that time and, and really kind of enjoy this part of our relationship before they go to college and, and that changes. I also have a little two-year-old running around. So it's been fun to kind of uh, get to do all the things that, um, you know, you get to do as a, as a parent to a, a toddler and kind of experience that again um, and kind of not try to maybe make up for some of the things I thought I missed the first time around. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. And then professionally, yeah, I want to, I think Shopify is a really important mission. Um, I want to uh, help them achieve that mission, kind of leave my mark here. And, and then I think ultimately for me, one day, my goal is, you know, I want to be the chief executive of one of these companies. I want to lead one of these companies uh, full on. So that is kind of the, the next miles, you know, the next big milestone for me. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, those are just some big, big goals. <laughs> Why Dream not? Big, right? right? Why exactly. Not? Why yeah. not? But thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to following the progress. Yeah, it was great talking with you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips. You can find more information on linataylor.com. Please subscribe to Next Level Tips and join me each week for a new conversation with leaders in business, science, and elite sports. We talk about the defining moments that shape our lives and the skills to transform challenges into opportunities. I'm your host, Lena Taylor, a two-time Olympian in beach volleyball and leadership coach. Thank you for listening.